Welcome along to episode number 34 of Money to Burn, the podcast that looks at the lighter side of business. And if the sun outside isn't enough to make you smile, we're going to give you an extra reason to show off those pearly whites. On today's episode, we're going to have a what? You never knew? That's a little bit cheeky. We have a none of your business that will show you that you can pretty much insure anything. We have the return of tech tricks and website for sore eyes that will give you a glimpse into the job of the future. So sit back, relax and enjoy all Money to Burn has to offer. Debbie and I listen to Money to Burn on the Lewis Into Work. Hi, I'm Brian and I listen to Money to Burn while in the gym in Kildare. Out working or working out, Money to Burn is always a good shout. What? You never knew on Money to Burn. today's what you never knew i'm going to tell you about something that we all know someone that has done it and that is sitting on your phone so many people pop their phone in their back pocket forget about it and sit down and then they just hear the sound yeah and it's not their back going out or uh, they haven't sat on a frog they've sat on their phone and cracked the screen and that's why samsung actually test this exact thing when they're testing out their phone's durability yeah if you've ever had put a phone in your back pocket and um, you're probably aware that your backside is one of the biggest dangers to your phone so you have a lot of people that might drop it in water or you might have people that have um just basically let it get wet in the past so Samsung and a lot of other companies have made them more resilient to getting wet more resilient to water but they still manage to test phones for people's butts. Yeah, people often forget that their phone is there when they sit down, which can result in a crushed or broken device. Because let's just face it, if you're sitting at that kind of angle where you just sit down and your phone's in your back pocket, it's not really the ideal place to have it. So that's why Samsung actually uses butt-shaped robots when they're doing this test. And they test their products by putting them in the back pocket of these butt-shaped robots and according to sources at samsung the faux bums sit on samsung phones over and over again as if they don't have a memory that it's in their back pocket and it tests the durability and bending power of a samsung so next time you have a samsung in your hand which i actually do here now just remember that that samsung was in the back pocket of a robot so if its butt couldn't crush it and yours can You must have an arse like Robocop. Hi, my name is Dylan and I was a finalist in the Young Scientist of the Year Award 2019. I listen to Money to Burn while I am working on my future business projects. Tech Tricks on Money to Burn. So this is a little section of the show that we call Tech Tricks. 
And it is, again, what it says on the tin. We give you little tech tricks. It could be anything from stuff that you can do with your phone, laptops. It could be amazing uh, little apps that you've never, ever heard of. Or things that you can do with your phone that you never even dreamt, dreamt of being able to do. And this week, we are going to be telling you about another app. Last week we told you about the iRunP app. If you haven't heard episode number 33, go back and give it a listen because so many people have downloaded it and it has changed their life. Now, this app is not going to change your life, but it might make you feel pretty cool for the length that it takes you to play the game. It's not even really a game, okay? I'm just going to explain what it is. It's called One Million Dollars and it's spelled like that. It's not actually words. It's a dollar sign, a one, and then seven zeros. And what it does is it's one of the craziest apps for iPhone um, that I've ever come across. And it doesn't do anything except let you count to a million dollars. Yeah, that's it. That's all it does. Now, but it does, it, it, for some people, at the moment, a lot of us don't have any cash. Um, a lot of us don't have any money because, look, COVID has made us not earn as much maybe as we would have once done. And a lot of shops are closed. A lot of businesses are down. And you might want to feel that rush of counting money again. And if you want to feel the rush that rich people get when they count their money, this is the app for you. Now, it's not just you sitting there counting money. No, no, no. The developers decided to allow you, and this actually makes the game, to put hip-hop songs on in the background as you count your money. A little bit like your 50 Cent um, or Jay-Z or one of these lads, uh, as rappers do, in their songs as they count out the money. Now, it's available, um, once you open the app, it gives you either $50 bills or $100 bills. And then you count them on the app by just clicking and clicking and clicking until you get all the way to a million dollars. So if you want to feel what it's like to be a millionaire and count out your cash on the table, this is the app for you. And by the end of the game, you'll know what it's like to have money to burn. Money to Burn now has its own website, moneytoburn.com. Over there you'll find tips and tricks on all things business, how-to videos, articles packed with business advice, and follow-up and details on all things discussed on the show. There's also behind-the-scenes exclusive content, and most importantly, lots of fun and giveaways. So pop on over to moneytoburn.com. Website for sore eyes on Money to Burn. So this is a section of the show we call Website for Sore Eyes. Yeah, you probably remember it from last week's episode. If you have listened to episode number 33, you'll remember it was the first time we ever had a website for sore eyes on the show. And ever since that episode launched, which was about a week ago, maybe less actually, um, I've had a lot of mails in saying they absolutely loved it, that people went over and they checked out That 90s TV, which was the website that I looked at um, on episode number 33, and they wanted me to do another website for sore eyes. So who am I to refuse you guys as you are the boss? Um, actually, I'm the boss. Yeah, remember who remember who you were speaking to. 
no, you guys are the boss. I'm, I'm trying to put on a brave front here, but you guys are in charge. And whatever you do like, reach out to me and let me know what you want to hear more of, what sections of the show you love, because it's always great to hear from you. So this week's web site for sore eyes is an absolute classic. It's a little bit of a serious website, but at the same time, I would take all the projections on there with a little pinch of salt. Because the website is called Will Robots take my job. Yeah, it's a good website. It's interesting. And it actually does what it says on the tin. It predicts whether a a robot will take your job and when. So obviously the industrial revolution has changed the job market like never before. And the AI revolution is threatening to do the same today. So this site will find out if a robot is going to take your job and when. So is it going to be next week? Is it going to be next year? Is it going to be 20 years from to- uh, for 20 years from now? Um, you get risk level, you get projected growth and median salary to decide how secure your future is. So you just put in those little details and then it'll give you a percentage out of 100. Some of it will be 100%. Your job is definitely going to be going to a robot. Um, some of them will be less. But obviously it is a serious topic. Some jobs will eventually be done by robots. Um, but it will create new jobs. So don't be worrying if your job does get taken by a robot because... A new job will come around. You'll probably be doing something different. And there's certain jobs that a robot can't do. Like presenting a podcast. So uh, I'm sorry to say. I don't want to be too uh, overconfident. But I don't see anyone presenting Money to Burn as good as I do. Welcome along to Money to Burn. I am your new host, Robot Dave. Oh no. Hi, I'm Frank. I listen money to burn in Hamburg. Hi, I'm Kira, and I love to listen to money to burn when I'm relaxing in the evening in Dublin, Ireland. I'm Dave and Glasnevin. And when I put Kate to bed, we listen to money to burn. Money to burn! No more funny business on Money to Burn. On today's No More Funny Business, we're looking at a job that is a little bit unusual to say the least. It's a professional face feeler. Yeah, I can hear everyone who's listening to the show thinking, a professional face feeler? You surely can't get paid for touching your face. Um, and it's, no, you're right, you don't get paid for touching your own face. You get t- you get paid for touching other people's faces. Now, the the term uh, for a face feeler is a sensory scientist. Um, it's a bit like when people used to put petrol in your car and they used to call themselves fuel injection engineers. Um, but no, a sensory scientist or face feeler, these are pros to touch other people's face after they've used products. So uh, companies that make razors or lotions, aftershaves, stuff like that, um, give an expert um, face feeler the chance to touch the person's face and see how it feels. Do they think it still feels a bit bristly? Uh, does, it still fe- does it feel smooth enough? And then they give their professional opinion. Um, now, professional face feelers, um, they don't make loads of money for it. It does sound like an interesting job. Um, it's, I'm not sure how it would work now in COVID times. Um, surely if you wore a glove, it probably wouldn't really feel the same. So um, I'm not too sure professional face feelers have been hit badly by COVID. I'm sure they have, like a lot of other industries. But it's usually a part-time job for those who uh, take part in this business. And professionals tend to just work around two to three hours a day. 
um, and for about two to three hours a week. So it's not really a full-time thing. It's a kind of little kind of job that you could actually probably do on the side. And according to ABC News, we're actually seeing this story. They say they make roughly 10 to 25 euro an hour for their little touchy job. Um, the only problem is, if you are getting let go from the job, they don't tend to pay you any compensation. They tend to just give you the middle finger. You're listening to Money to Burn. None of your business on Money to Burn. So in this section of the show, we call it none of your business. And it's because it has pretty much nothing to do with business. Because obviously Money to Burn, the podcast that looks at the lighter side of business, is a business-related show, albeit the lighter side of it. But on this section of the show, it gives us a chance to look at things that have absolutely nothing to do with business and let you guys put your feet up and chill out and enjoy something that has nothing to do with the daily grind. So today what I'm going to be looking at is golf. Now I hear so many people turning off the podcast going, I do not want to listen to him talk about golf. But it's not acting really too serious about golf. It's actually something very, very interesting about golf. And it is golf in Japan. Okay, even more people just turned it off. But no, golf in Japan is unusual for very one reason. In Ireland, if you're going out, the number one thing you must have in your bag is probably a putter, a driver, golf balls, golf shoes. There's a lot of things you need to have to go play golf. In Japan, it's the same. But they have one thing on them that most of us wouldn't have. And that is hole-in-one insurance. Yeah, that's right. In Japan, it is very, very, basically, you're you're looked on as crazy if you go out on a golf course without having hole-in-one insurance. So before they even take a swing, they have to take out a policy. Now, you don't have to take it out, but there might be a good reason why you do. Amateur players pay a premium of roughly about €65 a year, and they get 3500 quid in coverage. And the reason is that in Japan, if you get a hole-in-one, instead of everyone buying you a pint in the bar and maybe giving you a nice pat on the back, Japanese golfers have to buy everyone in the bar, everyone in the club pretty much who's there on the day, food, drinks... And gifts. I don't know what kind of gifts they'd be buying on a golf club. I presume I presume they go in and buy a load of golf balls or whatever and give them out to people. But yeah, that's true. In Japan, when you get a hole-in-one, you're expected to cover the cost for everyone for their food, drinks, and a couple of gifts because you had the ultimate shot in golf. It's kind of crazy because I play golf over here. And whenever you would see someone get a hole-in-one, they didn't have to put their hand in their pocket once they went to the bar. But in Japan, it's a little different. So if you are ever going to go to Japan, and you plan on playing golf just in case you get that magic shot and get a hole in one you better take out some insurance and if you go out there and you don't get yourself covered by insurance you must have plenty of green And that, my friends, is the end of episode number 34 of Money to Burn. I want to thank all our listeners who reach out to us from around the world on our various social media platforms. And if you'd like to do that too, you can get us on Twitter at money to 
underscore burn over on Instagram on Money to Burn Podcast. And also you can email us at info at moneytoburn.com. Don't forget to go over and check out moneytoburn.com. And there's so much good stuff over there. There's articles, there's videos, there's the podcast episodes over there too. So make sure you go over and check that out. If you would like to feature on Money to Burn and let us know who you are and where you listen, just send us a little voice note either through email or over on one of our social media platforms and we'll be happy to feature you on the show. Until next time, stay safe, stay happy, but most of all, stay lucky.